This is 680 CJOB. Good day, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on The Main Ingredient, TMI as I like to call it. I work downtown during the week, and there have been many times I unknowingly walk by restaurants that are hidden gems because they're tucked away in a place that is not so obvious, unless you're actually looking for it. And such is the case for a place I went to this week called Flatland Wrap. I had a chance to pull owners Adam and Alex out of their place of business and talk to me about how they got started and to talk about the food they serve. So you do a ton of things. Like, how many things do you do? Oh, man. Okay, so right now you're a cook. You said you make music in your spare time? Make music in my spare time, that's correct, yeah. And you act? And I act, well, I used to act. Uh, more or less, a lot more background work than acting, which is kind of like two different things. But uh, this, just the fact that I was part of Actra, I just kind of put my foot in the door to do like other things and get in there. Be a little bit more productive in that t- sort of uh, scene. Yeah. It's really good, yeah. Okay, so you guys obviously have known each other for a while. Yeah. Over 10 years now, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Uh, back in school. High school? Yeah, Garden City. We went to both schools. Garden City. Yeah. Good old oh, Garden City. Yeah. <laughs> we actually met through friends, you know, friends of friends. Yeah, because yeah. he's like older that. than me. Yeah. You, you, you got to point that out, right? You got to yeah. yeah, point that course, out. Yeah, yeah, I'm the younger one. <laughs> well, I'm only a couple of years older. Yeah, I don't know. Who looks older here? But, uh, <laughs> Let's just take a shot back. Okay, so you guys get out of school. You know, you're, you're doing certain things. You're doing the acting thing. You're, you're working in restaurants, right? I was working in restaurants. Yeah, a lot of restaurants. And uh, just figured keep going was the uh, same uh in the same, same line thing, of work. Right? Yeah, same line of work. Man. Okay, so how did you pull him in? How did how did this come together? How did Flatland rap? Oh, it really just boiled down, I guess, to a lot of like uh, a couple of beers, a couple of pubs, and just <laughs> running ideas on like what to do with ourselves, basically. You know, like we're out of school, like I'm doing this and doing that. Alex is working, but we just wanted to, to do something for ourselves more more or less and come up with some sort of creative idea, some sort of food concept and open up a business. You know, we kind of, you know, entrepreneur type type guys here just trying to to make something of ourselves make our parents happy i guess you can say of course so were there any other ideas before this idea whether it was restaurant related or not i always ask people this question because again i'm I'm super interested in how people get to where they are comfortable that this is honestly i thought we had the location first before we even had the idea of putting like what kind of restaurant it's going to be Mm-hmm. We picked the location on Donald first, yep. and then from there, we were like, hey, well, we kind of wanted, we knew that we wanted to do a restaurant, but we didn't know it was going to be a shawarma, doner, wrap spot, you know, we just picked the spot and then basically created the menu mm-hmm. and the recipes from there. So was it a few more beers to create the menu? Yeah, yeah, yeah a, a few more beers. beers. <laughs> yeah, most definitely a couple more. <laughs> okay, so you, you both had input on that? <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple I hate, cases. I don't hate that. No, um, <laughs> I'm brainstorming. <laughs> Okay, so you both had input on the, on the menu? You both created it? Yeah, or we both yeah. combined our forces to make that menu, you know? Some things, uh, you know, we had uh, maybe, uh, how would you say it? We had, uh, I guess, uh, we didn't agree on a couple things, right? Yep. On some recipes, especially when it comes down to sauces, recipes, and like the marinade and stuff, right? You, 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 likes, you guys make it yourself there? Yeah, yeah everything is from fresh. scratch, man. Is that scratch, right? Yeah, yeah, from all the like Caesar sauces, French sauces, the marinade, the hummus, everything. Yeah, nice. we figure if we're going to put a Caesar wrap on the menu, it may, we, we may as well come up with our own Caesar dressing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we didn't want to stick with like a craft dressing, you know, it's just everyone's kind of got it. Yep. So we kind of want to do our own thing when it comes down to the sauces, just to make the things a little bit more original, a little bit more our own. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's funny because I told you guys I work across from where, where your store is, right? And there's a lot of things there. And sometimes it's hard to notice what is actually there. And this guy that works for me, his name's Thor. He's huge. He's six six. He's a giant. So he, he brings likes a falafel wrap, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know my customers, man. <laughs> yeah, we know. He's, he's got a beard. He yeah. comes back into work, and I'm like, dude, what are you eating? He's like, 
Flatline Wrap, it's just over there. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go check it out, right? So I went over there and I had, what did I have? The, um, the buffalo avocado. Look at this guy yeah, go. Yeah, You're scaring sure, me. Memory. I did. Yeah, I got and that it's... poker memory. I play poker, right? So I got that. <laughs> Remind me never to play poker with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it was, uh, it was awesome. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe that you guys have been there for so long. And I knew nothing about it, right? And here I am, you know, have, running a food show. Yeah. And there's a great place just literally a block from where I work. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and thanks for giving us the opportunity to come down here and have a chit-chat with you. It's no, hey, good cool. food. You got to, hey, if there's good food out there, you got to make sure people know about it, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yes. All right, so let's talk about the food. Okay. Right? So every time, as I said before, I read reviews about you guys, the one thing everybody says consistently is... The meat. The meat is so tender. It was so juicy. How do you cook it? Well, How does it get prepared? I mean, let's, let, let's, just, let's be realistic here. I mean, at the end of the day, it really boils down to fresh meat, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like our chicken's never frozen. Our beef's never frozen. It's fresh. And that's key. And I mean, it's key with the vegetables. It's key with the meat. If you want to have, you know, very soft, moist meat, you got to keep it moist. You can't be freezing in, pulling it out, and things like that. Um, we have a few, you know, a few tricks up our seas. Obviously, we, we break down our meat. We use a lot of, you know, onion, a lot of garlic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, vinegar, just to really tenderize it. We cut our beef. Uh, we use a sirloin cut. We cut our beef quarter of an inch uh, thick and sit it in a marinade. So really, you're getting marinate all the way through the meat, not just around it. Like if you were to look at about a an inch and a half, two inch steak, right? You're not going to marinate through the whole thing, right? So the meat's literally marinated all the way through, and I think that's really key to the to, to keeping it super juicy and and moist. It fresh. is quite good. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we were talking before that you um, when you first open, obviously you're, you're you're looking for a fresh product. You want to keep the product fresh, but sometimes keeping the product fresh and having enough or having too much for the amount of people that are coming in the door that's got to be a, a tough balance. How did you learn to juggle that? Oh, well, I mean, really, really, we had a lot of waste in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just so that we knew, like, how much to cook every single day um, so that we didn't have as much waste at the end of the night. It's basically a big learning process. And, and, you know, you make mistakes, and uh, that's, that's the best way to learn, really. That's what it really boils down to. Your, friend, your friends must have showed up a lot at the end of business, right? Those first few weeks when you had too much food. And what are you going to do with that food now? Yeah, yeah, well, I took true. it home, put it in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I ate it. <laughs> Adam's looking really fat. I know what's going on there. He's eating like five, ten chicken. meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so let's talk about the actual cooking process of the meat. Like I notice it's on this vertical spit. Um, it, it cooks at a high temperature or, or is it slow? Well, like it cooks slowly? It's uh, I'd say it's about medium temperature. Cooks for about two hours. Yep. Slow roast, you know. Yep. So it's uh, it's definitely a healthy way to eat meat, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's healthier yeah. than a grill too, because it's rotisserie cooked. Yeah. It's the best way, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's great. So it's. So I love it. What time in the morning do you guys get in there to to, to prepare? Eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah. What time do you guys open? Uh, noon on Monday and Tuesday, and then eleven o'clock uh, for the rest of the week. Except for Saturday, Saturdays we open at noon also. So you said all of it takes two hours to cook. It takes about two, two and a half hours. That's not bad. Cook, yeah. It tastes like it cook, like you're cooking it a lot slower because, like I said, the flavor is, it comes through quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how, uh, usually it's marinated for at least 24 hours, up to 48 hours. Oh, really? Yeah, that's and true. That's, that's the key. difference, right? Yeah, that's a deal it really right there. It. We'll be back after the break for Alex and Adam to talk about what the difference is between a shawarma and a donair. We'll be right back. Before the break, I was talking to Adam and Alex from Flatland Rap on Donald, and now I have a very important question I need to ask them. Okay, um, what is the difference between a shawarma 
and it don't air. <laughs> well, I'm gonna set it straight on air today because a lot of people don't understand what the difference is. No, I don't. I, I don't either. So, so you can educate difference. me. If you're from the Middle East, the shawarma is really popular out there. Like I'm for I grew up in Israel, right? Yep. So the shawarma is really popular out there. Doner, it's usually like you'd see a lot of it in Germany, here in Canada, a lot of it too. But it's originated from Turkey. Doner's got that sweet sauce and like the garlic mayo dressing on mm -hmm. there. And uh, usually it doesn't have hummus on there, but because our hummus is so good and it goes in the shawarma, we decided to put that on ours as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Put hummus on everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like duct tape for, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, so it's basically like uh, the shawarma is a Middle Eastern thing and doner is more like a traditionally uh, Turkish thing, yeah. Really, eh? Yeah. Well, now I know. Yeah. Um, people don't know that. <laughs> okay, so obviously you guys are a local company. How important is it for you to use local ingredients? Well, I know sometimes do. it's tough, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Do. yeah. Most definitely, it's very important for us, you know, to support local local businesses, and that's just that's it. There's nothing else to it, really. Just uh, you know, local people support us, so we support local business. Um, that's that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you guys been in business? Two years, Two now. years now, going, going on years, a third yeah. one. Yeah. Going on your third year, huh? Yeah. And I'm just discovering that. That's I so know. sad. It's yeah. crazy. You, know, we, you got to make sure people know about this, right? I know. We're thinking about uh, putting you out there and doing a couple of dance moves with this sign, but <laughs> I think that might scare the customers <laughs> away, you know? <laughs> They'll bring tons of you. are downtown. Well, I'm bring downtown, tons of people exactly. in, man. Well, we're a mess. They won't recognize me at least, right? So I don't know. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, explain to people like basic information, where you're located and what your hours are. Well, we're located at 66 Donald at the Chateau 100, just before the Maytown Bridge. Um, our hours are Monday to Tuesday uh, from noon till 8, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 11 a.m. till 8, and Saturday from noon till 6. Sunday is a day off for us since we're there every the, single day. The day of rest. A rest day. I guess there's really not a lot of people downtown in that area, right? To, um... No, it's, it's pretty quiet down there, but that's, that's our day of kind of like uh, laying around, preparing for the next week. Do you guys do a lot, of, a lot of prep that day, like in the restaurant? Or do you just take the whole day off? We take the whole day off. That's just like, we, I don't even really want to talk about food really too much on Sunday, <laughs> except for just eat and chill. But uh, yeah, watch football, whatever. Okay, let's talk, about, um, let's talk about the menu. Let's talk about the different kinds of wraps that we offer. What is the most popular wrap you guys have? Shawarma Doner, probably. Yeah, they're kind of competing for the number one spot, yeah. the Shawarma Doner. Are they really? Yeah, for sure. Like my one, the one that I like? No, it's, you like the there. Buffalo Avocado and the Shanghai Cashew. That's got to be number one. I would say that's yeah, like they're, they're competing for the second spot, you know, but the most popular ones are Shawarma and Doner. What about salads? Salads? Uh, Our sal I mean, we got the yeah. Greek salads, the Caesar salads, the tahini salad, you know. The yep. ranch is quite popular. Ranch salad. You know, people, those are a couple, you know, salad options that everyone's very familiar with. I mean, it's not one place that you can you go to where you can't get, like, a Greek salad or a Caesar salad or a ranch salad. And again, that's why we felt like it's important that we make our own dressing, our own sauces, so that we can stand apart from, you know, just the typical bottle sauce where a lot of people tend to use on their salads. So we kind of, a little bit more unique in the fact that we make our own. Right. Did you guys change anything in it to make it a little bit more a little bit different than the average season yeah. the average dressing well i mean like we know what's in our dressing right right you know like and we keep our ingredients simple and and we just make sure that our it's on point basically mm -hmm. right so like um yeah like we know what's in it and uh you know it's it's fresh and 
you know, when you take a look at a, at a salad dressing bottle ingredient list, you, have no clue you don't really middle. know what, what that stuff is, right? Right, and it's, uh, there's preservatives, obviously. In there's there. most <clears> definitely <throat> preservatives. So we make, we make fresh, we make, we make small batches so that we're always rotating and making fresh, you know, every couple of days, Caesar, ranch, Greek dressing, tahini dressing. Yeah. Now that you guys own the place, do you find that, um, I'm losing my voice here, I don't know why I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> On Sundays, when you guys decide you want to stay home and eat, you're watching football, whatever. Now everybody knows, you know, what you do. Does everybody come to your place expecting you to cook? Oh, I just pull out the leftovers and uh, we're <laughs> but, good but, to but, go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they expect, right? They, yeah. they know you're going to pull it out, right? No, nah, you know, we'll order a pizza or something, kick back, and I don't want to really cook too much, yeah. you know. I'd be like, pizza? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? And then I got to do dishes and stuff all at home. I do enough dishes. Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, the, the location where you guys are at, it's there's tons of food trucks. Has anybody ever thought, or have you ever thought of, hey, maybe having a food truck version of what you do already? I mean, it's been brought to our attention. Mm-hmm. You know, people have uh, asked us why we haven't, but I don't know. I guess it's like I'm not really too mechanically, like, like inclined, I guess you can mm-hmm. say. Like, I don't really know how to fix vehicles is, like too much. So <laughs> I could just vision me just putting down the street in my food truck <laughs> on this pop tire or something like that called CAA. <laughs> But then, <laughs> but then everybody just heard around you and, and just you could just sit there cooking food, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it's definitely an idea, and right. it's and it's and it's on on the list of potential potential things to do. Yep. But we're just more or less focused on this on our on our little spot that we have there at the end of the the building yeah, by the big nice. tree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's go over. Um, let's give some basic information again before we wrap up. Where cool. you are and what your hours are. How people can get a hold of you. Go over website. All right, so you can get a hold of us at uh, www.flatlandwrap.com. Uh, we also have uh, a site on skipthedishes.com. You can search us up on there. Um, you can oh. also find us on Instagram at Instagram slash flatlandwrap. And um, I stalk your Instagram page got too. Facebook, by the way, we got uh, just eat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want so to order stuff, they can. They can... And stuff. Yeah, oh, you nice. Can get it right to your office. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'm a block away, so if I got to deliver, that'd be quite lazy. But... <laughs> people, some people do. You lose your I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 pathetic. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you guys coming in. Well, I appreciate yeah, you having. Thanks for having. Hey, no us problem. Thank you. Thanks, man. When we return after the news, weather, and sports, we are going to talk about the four pillars of health with Jordan from OneFit City. This is Kevin Bergen on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. Hi, this is Kevin from The Main Ingredient. We just finished talking to Adam and Alex from Flatland Rap on Donald. But coming up after the news, weather, and sports, we are going to talk to Jordan from OneFit City, and he is going to describe or explain the four pillars uh, that are critical to health. And we are also going to talk to Catherine Ross, who is a CrossFit coach, and she is my expert on um, Food Prep 101. All this coming up after the break on 680 CJOB. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me on the show. Right now, I'm talking to Jordan from OneFit City, who is a health and wellness expert trying to improve the health of Winnipeggers one citizen at a time, and he's here to explain what he calls the four pillars of health. Also in studio is Kat Ross, who is a CrossFit coach and fitness enthusiast to give tips on meal prepping. Jordan and Kat, how are you? Good, you? I'm good, Jordan. How's it going? Terrific. Can't complain at all. You can always complain, but nobody listens, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we talked before about the article you wrote, which I quite loved, right? Which is, um, there's no such thing as a quick fix. We're going to ask a couple questions about that. What led to the writing of that article? Well, you know what? When you're around the fitness industry, there, there's streams to this thing. You know, there's the pro athletes. Mm-hmm. Then there is the fitness model and that 
philosophy, and then there's the healthy living. And what I tend to see people not grasp is the fact that you can't just wake up one morning and decide, I'm going to be Tom Brady, you know, so I'm just going to pick up a football and be there. What about the wife? You don't get the wife? What? <laughs> you know, no, I, you, you might be able to get that faster than the skills, <laughs> honest, honest to goodness. But this was, it was something where I don't think society thinks that in six weeks I could play football as good as a pro athlete. Mm-hmm. So why do we think in six weeks I'm going to look as good as a pro model? Correct. And that's that's always been something where my philosophy has kind of kind of been generated from that. In in three weeks, I can make all the habits I need to be as healthy as possible. And if I take those habits and take that over a lifetime, I'm going to extend my life, be healthy. And if I learn as a as I go, the next thing you know, in two, three, four years, I'm going to have this physique. And this lifestyle that maintains that physique, and I'm going to be happy with it. But when I search to get that within that short time time frame, I'm not going to get there, and I'm going to miss steps that make it a lifestyle, not just a quick fix that's going to disappear. Gotcha. Okay, so in that article, you talk about the four things that, if used as directed, you promise will change your life. As I read that, I was thinking there's going to be like some sort of miracle things, and it's just basic things that you know everybody should understand that everybody has. So let's talk about the first one, a bed. Well, you know what? This is perfectly timed. I just sat down and had a great conversation uh, with Mayor Bowman. And funny enough, we got talking about the four pillars of health and that's kind of where all these things are going to come from. Mm-hmm. And and uh, our mayor said, he's like, Jordan, sleep is the most, he said for him, sleep is the number one thing for his healthy lifestyle, for decision-making, for all of these things. And when you start looking at sleep and, and I'm not going to step way out of my, you know, scientific bounds on this, but I wonder if I use the science that's available to me, how good of a sleep could I have? Mm -hmm. How, how much of a, of a difference could it make? And I'll tell you this right now, when, when I wrote that article and having done that, if you go and you get the bed that's right for you, you'll be shocked at how good you sleep. And the, the next thing I'm actually, I've got this planned um, because my, my girlfriend keeps on me about this. She's like, go do a sleep test. She says I snore. I say I breathe. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I just breathe hard. <laughs> I, I breathe. I breathe with enthusiasm. <laughs> I, try, I like being alive. No, but there, there's, there is good sleep, deep sleep, and getting enough sleep. Those are things that need to be at, at the core of what people are looking at for their health. Okay, let's talk about thing number two, which is a water cooler or water in general. Water in general. And this is something that, it's one of those misunderstood things where, you know, people are, how much should I drink? What should I drink? Do something very simple. Is as often as you can in the day and with snacks, drink about 500 milliliters of water. Mm -hmm. That's, it's an easy thing to to do you do it five times a day you're gonna get two and a half liters of water and that means all three major meals and your snacks now if you're a competitive athlete if you're somebody that's that's doing a lot more i would love to see the average person three to four liters of water a day just to be cleaning the system out and making sure that you're well hydrated do i think most people are going to do that no and if you're you know like the purpose is to drink as much as you can and to keep the body hydrated. Water is a storage point for all vitamins other than vitamin A, D, E, and K. Vitamins and minerals are what create 
every function in the body. Mm -hmm. At some point, it comes back to those vitamins and minerals. So if you don't have the storage point, the water in your system, you can't store those vitamins. You don't store the vitamins. You don't do all the, the metabolic functions that go with that. Metabolism being how we burn fat. Metabolism being how we use our food. So it's it's critical to the body to have that water. Kate, let's talk about real food, number three. Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so chocolate bars and Skittles don't, don't aren't hey, on that list. You know what? I will I will say this. You are talking to a junk foodaholic, and I have it more than I should. But it's I it, hear you, bro. It's it's in my diet, but my diet revolves as much as I can around real food, as often as I can local food. This is, um, you know, probably one of the the most missed things out there is that your food is your medicine. It's something that your body, if you're not giving your body what it needs, it's going to break down. There is no question about it. Your body will break down if you don't give it the, the, the right things. And I don't know when it happened. I don't know what book is responsible for it, what magazine, but somewhere along the line, we went from food being what makes us healthy to we choose our food based on what makes us skinny or fat. All right. Now my favorite one, number four, is outside. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it's, it's sad that that's actually something you have to say. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. is, but it's true. Wellness and success go hand in hand. And it's just something as easy as going out your front door and going and exploring. That's how you get healthy. You know, the physique training mm -hmm. is fun for, there's people that love that. They love going to the gym and that's, you know, their home is intense workouts. And I applaud that. And I enjoy some of those workouts as, as well. Right. I partake. But health. Yes, you need some of that resistance training. But what you need for your health, your sanity, your, your ability to just cope with life is going outside and enjoying something brand new, taking that in, connecting with nature, going out with friends and family, having a conversation, seeing the world, pointing at a deer and saying like, wow, look a deer, you know, like those moments of just enjoying nature. Um, so this leads me into what I want to talk to you about, which is, you know, hey, supplements and health, right? So a lot of people, they're not getting a lot of these things where our supplements may come into play. So if they are, um, if they're in need of supplements, you know, who determines that? When do you think it's time for people to supplement something that they think they might be missing? Well, the great thing about that, you do a food log for three to five days, you go sit down with a dietitian, they can say, hey, did you know that you have zero green vegetables here? So you're going to be missing all of these things. So one of two choices, you can start to supplement with some of these things or start eating some greens. Ideal situation, okay, you're not going to eat the greens. Well, have some greens, find a way to get some of the stuff down and maybe supplement with it. Mm -hmm. And over time, let's get your whole foods, real foods into your body in such a way that you're not needing the supplements as much. If you're like me, you rush to work each morning without making a lunch because for some reason, something has slowed you down. So you find yourself constantly eating food that simply isn't good for you. CrossFit coach Catherine Ross is here to give us a lesson on Meal Prep 101, which can help you eat properly to stay healthy and save money because you won't be buying lunch every day. She'll educate us after the break. Kat, we're going to get to you and we're going to talk about food prep, meal prep, meal prep. Okay, so let's break down what meal prep is. Everybody, you, you, I hear the term all the time, meal prep, meal prep, meal prep. Um, 
So I'm assuming you don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do all the time. What you're talking about. Let's talk about um, the basic steps of meal preparation, right? So I'm going to say a few things and then you expand on my little um, so my topic. You. Exactly right. I got it. Um, so a good tip is invest in some good quality containers. Yes. I have a lot of things to say about this. Yeah, but giddy up. I know you sell Tupperware. I do, you're, you're do, denying not, <laughs> I do not sell Tupperware. However... Jordan it, told me he tried to sell him some, so whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, seriously, though. <laughs> it's super important to have good quality containers. Um, a, because I'm always a big um, advocate for looking at healthy options. So, obviously, I don't like microwaving um, Tupperware or, plas- or in plastic containers. Mm-hmm. So, I am the type of person who would look at having a lot of glass containers and being able to um, prep in those because typically when people are meal prepping, they're then taking those containers to work and then they would throw it into a microwave. So um, finding some really... Microwaving without the lid on? Because usually they come with like a plastic lid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can always throw like paper towel or whatever over top. Um, But... Yeah, so investing in some really good containers, investing in a lot of containers. As soon as you start meal prepping, you start realizing how many containers you actually go through. Yep. Um, and and it's going to be a lot. So, yeah. Okay, um, pick a day to prep your meals. Yes. Um, personally, I typically pick Sundays. Sundays are always my meal prep days. That's because I'm prepping for the entire week. A lot of people will do a couple meal prep days if they only want to do a couple days at a time. So if they're doing two to three days at a time, they might do like a Sunday and a Wednesday or, um, whatever days they're choosing. It also is based on your schedule as well. So if you, you know, if you have a pretty set schedule and you know that evenings are fairly free, then it's easier to throw in an evening here or there. If you have kids that have extracurricular activities or sports, then there may be other days that work best for you. But just finding that um, day that you know you can actually dedicate a couple hours to doing the meal prepping. What's the longest meal prep? Okay, so you're you're prepping for the week. Mm -hmm. That's got to be more than a couple hours prepping for that. Right, that's got it. That's got to be a long time. And 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 how do you prep? Do you are you prepping with? Are you getting the ingredients all ready to put something together? Are you actually making a full meal and putting it in the fridge? Are you freezing it? Like, how much prepping are you doing? Um, or a variety of things. I guess it depends on what you want to eat, right? Like you're choosing your products yeah, and then. Yeah, I I am a huge food fan. I love food so much. <laughs> so it's not going to be, um, I'm not the type of person that's going to, you know, cook a entire casserole container full of chicken and a massive pot of broccoli and a massive pot of brown rice and have that every single day. I would, I would, my heart would be broken. See, I'm, I'm, I'm just, like that. I can eat the same thing like five days in a row. It oh, doesn't matter. I don't understand it. Yeah. I just will never understand <laughs> it. I love food way too much. Um, so my meal prep's always going to look different because I want to have different foods every single time that I'm prepping. Um, but if you were to just on average, what it would take me, it would be, um, I would say a good like three to four hours on a Sunday uh, to meal prep, that's including my grocery shopping and then everything that I'm doing to prep all of those meals. I don't typically freeze things very often. Mm-hmm. I'll just prepare them for the 
for the week itself and toss them in the fridge. And it does take a few hours, but... It's not so bad because it's speeding you up for the rest of the week, Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's the whole... For, for myself, I have two full-time jobs. I also um, like to still spend time with family and friends, and I like to go out and do different things throughout the week as well. So I'm a very busy person, so spending a couple hours on a Sunday is freeing up tons of time during the week and allowing me to do all the things that I need or want to do. Okay. Um, next tip or next step, planning your meal prep, planning what you're going to make the ingredients, all that kind of stuff, that's an important step? Yes. Can't just wing it? Well, I mean, you could. There has absolutely been times that I've, let's say, come back from a trip, haven't gone grocery shopping. I know that I need to meal prep for the week, um, and I know I won't have time to grocery shop for the next couple days. I will absolutely wing it and get creative with what I do have in my fridge. You can do that because you're a veteran of meal prepping, right? But the average person who's starting out, if you're going to sit there and not make a plan on what you're going to eat, you're pretty much in the same boat as going to the drive-thru. You're going to end up not preparing the things that you want properly, right? Yeah, and instead of, you know, knowing that Monday morning you're going to get up get into your car, head over to Tim's, grab your coffee and a donut or a croissant or whatever it might be. Why don't you just take that extra time and quickly run to the grocery store, buy a few things that you know are going to sustain you for the next couple of days in meal prepping. So always putting a plan in place, knowing what, like it takes a little bit of time to be able to get used to it as well and knowing what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Right. So once you start finding different types of foods that you enjoy, that you know you can prep with, um, it's a lot easier to then run to the grocery store and say, you know, these are the things that I typically prep with. This is what I'm going to grab quickly right now. And that way I can toss something together for the next couple of days. For sure. It makes sense. Um, keep meals simple. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to, you don't want to get all the, the few, the least amount of ingredients that you can use in a, in a dish. You want to kind of stick to that to keep it simple for yourself. Make it easier on, it'll probably reduce prepping time, right? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely reduces meal prep time. I I kind of lean, well, I wouldn't necessarily say keep always keep it super simple because, mm-hmm. again, I'm the biggest food fan ever. So I love finding new recipes. I love finding um, new ingredients. Keeping it simple is going to lessen the time it takes to prep it. Um, Keeping it simple with real foods is going to keep it healthy as well. Um, So not very many additional, you know, sauces and spices and whatever else it might be um, to add into it. But um, yeah, you're right. Keeping it simple is going to lessen that time, but, you know, still remaining creative with your food as well so that you're not getting bored of it and meal prepping isn't a torturous thing. It, it is or isn't a torturous thing? Isn't. Oh, you you don't said it's a torturous thing. You don't thing. want it to become a torturous thing. So if all of a sudden you start doing the same types of foods and you're trying to keep everything very simple but you're getting bored of the food and... Right, then you're not going to stick with it. Exactly. You're going to look for something else, something that tastes better than that. Exactly. Right, so it's kind of a fine line. You want to keep it simple with as few ingredients as possible while actually wanting to eat the food that you're making, mm-hmm. right? Um I touched on the actual prep, which which basically leads into what uh, you were just saying. Uh, you don't want to get bored. You want to make tasteful food and experiment with flavors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, again, your your preparation is based on how much time you have. So you don't want to sit there and make uh, or meal prep for too many days if you really don't have the time to actually prep that long, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Right, that's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are some things that are easy to prepare that um, that can make any meal prep easier? Um, always kind of having a running list of those ingredients or those foods that you do um, utilize on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, like you had said, often people will um, prep foods and then freeze them. So if it's something that they use on a regular basis, um, you know, I've I've known a lot of people to create a spaghetti squash um, with spaghetti sauce. And so they'll make the sauce and then they'll go and toss it into the freezer um, so that they have that later on as well. So doing a number of different things like that are going to help you with your uh, meal prep. It helps with the grocery shopping. It helps with um, diminishing some of that time that you're going to spend. If you're a Sunday meal prepper like myself, then knowing that I have those accessible in my freezer or knowing that I have these items that I'm typically going to purchase, I can run out to the grocery store. It's going to take me 20 minutes. So putting those types of things in place are definitely going to shorten that time and make it a lot easier to meal prep. What about lazy man's meal prep? Like I make a lasagna so big it lasts me for seven days and I freeze it and I eat it every day. You can do that if you wanted to. <laughs> if that's the type of person you are, which you are. so <laughs> We'll be right back here on the main ingredient right after the break. This is Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Thanks, everyone, for joining me for another episode of TMI. I'd like to thank Jordan from OneFit City for talking about the four pillars of health and Kat Ross for giving great advice on how to meal prep successfully. Also, Adam and Alex from Flatland Rap on Donald would like to thank you for listening to the show by giving a main ingredient Twitter follower a gift certificate for $100 for food at Flatland Wrap, which really goes a long way in their shop. All you have to do is follow the main ingredient on Twitter, and we are at at ingredient underscore main. It's that easy. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy food, enjoy life, and stay active and healthy. This is the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.